The following podcast is a proud member of the Blue Collar Roots Network. Find all the shows by visiting bluecollarroots.com. Think of this show in this way. Rush Limbaugh and Howard Stern had a child, and that child grew up to have a podcast about building science. This is the opposite of that. Here's Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Building HVAC Science Podcast. It's our goal here to create better, more knowledgeable HVAC and building performance technicians by helping the two professions work together, better understand each other, and make customers happier in the homes they live in and the buildings they work in. I'm your host, Bill Spohn. Today, we'll be talking about making customers happy from the standpoint of indoor air quality. So lend us your ears as Caleb and Bill, and this is Caleb Salibi from the HVACR School, have a very fun interview with Ben Reed, who's a VP of products at SOA, a relatively newcomer to the world of measurement products. SOA's approach with the Haven product is totally unique. It's a retrofitable residential air quality monitor that lives inside the central air handler and can control one or two systems that impact air quality. This is not just measurements and sensors, but actual control capability and solutions. This product is exclusively available to qualified contractors and is not a DIY device. So in addition to this great streamlined product, the dashboard is really amazing, and I think is largely due to the tight ties between the contractor beta testers and the clever product developers. Listen in as Caleb and I interview Ben Reed from SOA about the Haven product. I'm really happy to have two guests here today to talk about a really interesting subject, and it's a subject that's been on my mind for, oh, about 25 years subject of indoor air quality. My guests here today are Ben Reed from ZOA Haven or Haven by ZOA. (laughs) The company is ZOA, spelled T-Z-O-A, but the T is silent. And the product line is Haven or Haven IAQ. Very good. And my other guest co-interviewer is Caleb Salibi from the HVACR School. Good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I would call us, are we beta testers, Ben, of the product? You are beta testers. Yeah, you've gone through the whole procedure and have been giving us a lot of great feedback. So let's bring the listeners up to date with what is the product? How would you describe the product? And give us just a couple points of differentiation from other things that measure and uh, record indoor air quality. Absolutely. So the product that we've just released is called the Haven Central Air Monitor. We just use the short form CAM to specify the product. And it is a bit of a cross between a air advice and the Sensi Predict. So it's a professional tool that is professionally installed inside of the ductwork in a central air system to monitor the air quality of the whole home. And instead of having a small fan inside of the system that pushes air through the orifice, you have the fan inside of the central air system that is constantly moving air as the home is heating and cooling. And we use that for particle counting, for taking temperature, humidity measurements, and VOC readings as well. So it's not really meant to be in the same product category as like a Fubot or an Aware where kind of it sits there on, on the counter. And those devices have some great capabilities, but we went a different path where we wanted it to be paired with the home's own ventilation and filtration system so that we're monitoring air in the entire home and that the product can actually last the life cycle of the HVAC system. So five to 10 years without needing to have the fan replaced or to be taken out to be recalibrated. Okay. What? (laughs) (laughs) I just pointed at Caleb, like, any questions? And his eyebrows went up. (laughs) Nope, I'm good, man. Okay, he's good. All right. That was a great, great intro to the product. Yeah. Let's do an intro to the company. Where did this all get started? What group of people's brainchild is this? Let's start from the beginning. The founder, his name is Kevin Hart, no relation to the other Kevin Hart. He was an electrician and he was working on job sites where there was a lot of hazards. And on those job sites, he was really, I guess, distressed that he wasn't able to understand when he needed to wear what type of protection, when he needed to put a respirator on. And so he was looking for a better solution and he decided to go the entrepreneurial route 
And he was audacious enough to found a company that was focused on creating a wearable air monitor. So it was a small device, a bit smaller than a hockey puck was the concept. And we tried a crowdfunding campaign to get the amount of capital needed to fund the development. And we made a whole bunch of prototypes. And it was quite a few years of journey of trying to take the technology that was available at the time to fit it inside of this wearable device that was small, lightweight, that operated well for a long period of time. And we got to a point where it wasn't actually possible to use the current technology to create the wearable device at the level of quality that we wanted. So kind of had to go back to the drawing board. Can you give us an idea of the time frame? When was this all happening, the year? ZOA was founded in 2013. That journey for the wearable development was about three years. And it was at that three-year point that they made that pivot where they understood that we couldn't go any further with the wearable technology and asked, where else can we make the most impact? And I think it came about from a meeting in the office where we're looking up and one of our team members said, well, why not just put it in the HVAC system? Because that is the building's ventilation filtration system where all of the air needs to be exchanged to keep the occupants comfortable. But what about keeping them healthy? That's what launched us into this journey of creating a central air monitor that doesn't sit in the room and collects dust, but actually lives inside of the building's ventilation and filtration system. You mentioned like, were you on board that whole time? Were you on board the team the whole time? I joined two years ago, kind of was working on some of our uh, commercial market exploration, but have since kind of taken the product management lead role at the company. Yeah, we doubled down on the residential market to try to make sure that we can affect as many homes in a shorter period as possible. And our mission has become to make every home a safe haven by making professional IAQ accessible because it's currently not accessible. That's one of the problems that we kind of see with the market is that you either need to be a building performance expert or you need to have a lot of really good tech in your home that can automate it for you. So if you have the money and also the right type of professional, then you can make that investment into your home to make sure that it's not just comfortable, but also healthy. Because homes were not originally designed with human health in mind. They're designed for comfort and for keeping you dry, but not specifically to keep you healthy. So our mission of kind of identifying the big gap in the market where like techs are coming to us all the time and asking us, okay, so you have all this great data, but how do you solve it? And that for us is the key of what we're trying to do with Haven IQ is this year in 2021 coming up, we're going to be trying to move from being a sensor company into being a solutions company. And the central air monitor is at the core of our product offering, giving professional results compared to a lot of your kind of hobbyist or, or consumer grade devices. But then we're going to be focusing on the analytics, the data processing, creating derived metrics from our measurements, and also to introduce automations. And so automations are kind of like the theme for this upcoming year, where we're working with the homeowner and the HVAC professional to take our readings and to be able to affect change inside of the home without the professional or the homeowner needing to take action themselves. Taking a smart device and having to take action. Makes sense. Yeah, we're doing that a couple of ways. So right now we've recently launched uh, our IFTTT or IFT integration where you can go to IFTTT.com and the Haven IAQ service can be used as a trigger to be able to automate a variety of different things. So We've seen some people use it to be able to dump data outside of the Haven IQ system into a spreadsheet or to automatically trigger devices in their home. So I currently have a couple bath fans and a couple of air purifiers around my house that are connected to the central air monitor via IFTTT. And depending on the severity of uh, a pollutant event inside my home, I trigger various filtration or ventilation devices. Like if I see high humidity, then I can trigger my bath fans to be able to activate and my box purifiers that I've created from scratch. Those can also be triggered during PM events. So IFTTT is just the beginning. 
And we're going to be introducing native automations inside of the app. But the real thing we're excited about is the central air controller. And the central air controller is another small device. Both are about the size of a candy bar. But the central air controller is a wireless relay that has two dry contact circuits that can be connected to pretty much any type of HVAC equipment that can be toggled by like a normal 24 volt signal. So the original design was that here in Vancouver, in Canada, on the West Coast, we're in the marine climate zone. And a lot of the year, you don't need air conditioning. And even the furnace during summer months, that's just dormant. So you have a central air system inside of the home that between 30 to 70% of the year, it's not doing anything. And out of necessity, when we were doing our field trials, we're just like, well, we need to make sure the air is moving because even though we're using the fan in the central air system to move air through our solid state sensor apparatus, if there is no air moving, then we can't take readings. And so the central air controller started off as a necessity to ensure that the G terminal or the fan the blower in the central air system was actually activating on a regular interval. So we set it up as a timer circuit to be able to turn the system on and off so we can do sampling within the uh, central air system. And then we realized just how powerful, though, it can be beyond that, where we can then take that humidity, temperature, pressure, or VOC, PM reading, and then soon possibly even like changes in flow readings to be able to activate other pieces of equipment. So it's a, it creates a modular type of ecosystem where you can have a central air controller that's connected to a humidifier that's duct mounted and then also to a blower and then another one that could be connected to like an attic fan or something like that. And then the technician can configure the types of automation triggers of a reading from the central air monitor that's installed inside of that central air system to be able to make that central air controller take action first step at the beginning is to set it up that the uh, tech is able to set up these simple integrations. And then over time, start adding kind of like templates and additional, more advanced integrations that can respond to more context, such as integrating outdoor air data into the system so that maybe during a forest fire event like we have out here on the West Coast, we're not ventilating when the PM levels outside are too high. So we've got a lot of really interesting stuff on our roadmap for adding automations over the next year. But we're starting taking those baby steps. We're crawling first with the IFTTT and really excited to see what techs do with the central air controller when we release it later this year. Very cool. We haven't talked about market price for these products. People might be imagining, whoa, with all this capability and future-proofing, it sounds like you're doing the design because things keep on rolling out and improving. These have got to be $1,000 devices. Is that true? Yeah, well, that's the market price. Yep. For most of these types of devices, we've recently completed some lab tests that in a third party lab where we were trying to prove that our PM readings and our VOC readings are accurate and they're repeatable. And what we put them up against was some test devices that were like over that $2,000, $3,000 range. And we're able to almost match them, like the R-squared kind of uh, correlation between the two. It was 0.99, which is really hard to achieve. And our device to the contractor is definitely less than 1000 Bill, you have some idea of what the device is actual priced at, right? Yeah, we sell for $399 at TrueTech for the central air monitor. And that's the contractor price because there is an installation and a setup and a professional monitoring. Just like you said earlier, there needs to be the professional involved and we don't sell direct to consumer and nor should anyone who's listening try to buy one of these on your own because there's a lot to it that needs to be managed by a professional. Let me ask Caleb, who is a professional, to talk about your experience a little bit and maybe ask Ben some questions about being a beta tester, installing one of your own or maybe more than one. Have you installed more than one? Yeah, I've installed about five at this point with more on the way. I'm just waiting for the installation to be scheduled. So cool. Installation, it's very invasive because it's in duct. So you have to be thoughtful about where it's going to be put and the direction of airflow and making sure it's in a spot that's going to connect with the Wi-Fi and everything. 
So there's a lot of thought that goes into it. You can't just do it haphazardly and just like some room air monitors, you just slap it on the countertop and leave it. This is, it's a thoughtful design. And so you have to make sure that you have the flow going through the monitor all the time. You don't have any uh, turbulent areas. So you're not installing it in a transition in your ductwork anywhere. And you have to be really thoughtful about the positioning. Actually, you guys just designed a metal plate for it, right? With actual markers. Is that correct? Yeah. So the metal plate that you'll find in the box has a couple of purposes. It first makes the product compatible with ductboard and with flex duct. So it's uh, about 28 gauge, about one foot by four inches. And you can bend it a little bit to flex duct, but the plate also has some markings based on kind of the orientation of aligning the probe's aperture with the airflow. So as Caleb mentioned, there is some nuance to it. We, the device is, we've been able to make the device as accurate as it is because we calibrate each device off of the manufacturing line at different airflows at known particle levels. So individually calibrated solid state monitors is kind of like that's the bread and butter, like that's the key feature of this product, but it means that when you go to install, if it's not installed properly, it won't be giving the most accurate ratings. So we have a couple of things to help techs make sure that the installation goes smoothly, which is those markings on the faceplate that allow you to understand what orientation you're putting it in, and then a software feedback loop. So during installation, your phone and the Haven IEQ mobile app connects over Bluetooth to the central air monitor. And it streams the airflow data and a couple other parameters so that as you put the device in the airflow, it'll give you that feedback of exactly what airflow readings, what the velocity is, because that flow sensor that we have in there is actually really quite accurate. And it helps us get those accurate particle readings depending on whatever airflow speed you have in the ductwork. But yeah, the feedback loop built into the app is really meant to help technicians make sure that it's installed right the first time and that you won't have to have a callback after installation. Very good. From a contractor standpoint, there's also the, do you call it the dashboard or the console, the admin function? What do you call that? Yeah, so we're, we're really proud of that. We call it the Haven Pro Portal. So it's specifically meant for dealers, HVAC technicians, or oftentimes your service manager that's in the office to be able to get fleet access to your customers' IAQ information. So we designed it with the professional in mind. It's not meant for the consumer. And it allows you and your members of your HVAC company to be able to see that status of the IAQ readings of your customers' homes so that we've exposed the PM humidity, temperature, and VOCs in that interface. And we allow a technician or service manager, anybody who's a professional that has access to their customer's information to explore that data and get insights into how long a customer's home has been in within uh, certain PM levels. And we've just recently added a sorting function so that any customers that need the most attention who have had either PM, VOCs, or humidity issues, they get right to the top of the list and we flag that account for you so you know that even if you had 200 customers, only the ones that have had those that have been the problem accounts or the problem homes are at the top of the list so that then you can explore it and figure out what it is that that customer might need, whether it's a piece of equipment or some maintenance. And at TrueTech, we've very graciously received and issued monitors to all our customer sales team so that everybody can get to experience it. So we can be better at supporting the product, at least from a cursory standpoint. Of course, we're not contractors, but at least to be able to give some kind of knowledgeable overview about what the value proposition is in terms of the data that you receive. So I'm looking at one right now that's in my old house that I still own. And just looking at the different parameters, I can tell when the HVAC fan turns on, I can see when the last reading was. I can see, like you mentioned, particular level reading, VOC reading, temperature and humidity, and get an idea of sort of snapshots, a pie graph of the last month or whatever period of time I want to look at, and then actually drill down into data on different axes. So I think you covered every possible way anybody would want to look at the data. 
besides where's the voice feature ben come on <laughs> the voice feature oh it's, it's actually coming really soon like we're working on the google assistant right now and then we'll be adding alexa pretty soon but yeah we're not done with <laughs> our pro portal we've got some really exciting things coming down the line you know how i had alluded to that air advice idea there's a couple of products out there that have paved the way for reports and it's something that we know we're all kind of engineers and technologists at ZOA, but we try to stay as close to the customers as we can, both the homeowner and, and the contractor with our beta program, with all of our kind of engagement activities. One thing that we hear over and over again is that reports are really highly desired. So we're working on adding a report export feature into that pro portal that allows a technician to create that annotated report that they can take to the homeowner to be able to share whatever specified time frame they want, how that snapshot of, of how the home has been performing to help that customer understand the value of the service or the equipment that's needed to actually solve their air quality issues. The other really big feature that we're working on right now is our insights package. We also have an insights package that is coming soon that helps contractors. Our goal is to try to create a superhero cape that even an inexperienced technician or HVAC professional who might know the HVAC trade really well, but doesn't know IAQ very well, to be able to interpret that data. Because though our data is really accurate and we're really proud of the product, there's still a disconnect between understanding what the data means. Like if there's high PM or high VOCs for X amount of time, what do you do? We want to create a bunch of those analytics-based features for technicians where it can help them make that decision with the customer so that they don't have to be the ones becoming an IQ experts themselves. They can focus on their trade and we'll just amplify them and make them a lot more effective in providing value for the customer. So I know, Caleb, you and I have talked a lot about IAQ and how the contractors, HVAC contractors need to have better information collected a little bit more dispassionately without attaching to every brand, but just good scientific information. What's your reaction to that? And I think you're at the cutting edge of contractors in IEQ, Caleb, and he's wincing here. I can see him on the screen wincing. You shouldn't wince. How's that set with you? In large part, generally speaking, I think Ben's right. It's a lot of technicians out there are fairly new to indoor air quality. And it, because it's been such a buzzword recently with coronavirus, it's gotten a lot more attention. So people are dipping their toes in the water now, whereas before they may have only heard about it or just sold box products to customers as purifiers and stuff like that. Now it's much more engineered solutions that a lot more thought is going into and people are realizing that there's more to it. Having that type of data that is easily interpreted and informative, not only to the client, but also to the technician, I think will be a huge jump forward, I think, for our trade. I think that I am of the camp that a technician ought to, because we are we're responsible for the air distribution system in a home, we're not only responsible for their comfort, but also their health. And so I think that technicians ought to have more of a better understanding of human physiology, physics, and indoor air quality to better perform their trade. I think Bergman calls it a appliance fixation is what a lot of our trade has. When in reality, in keeping with the same vein as ZOA, we are looking for a holistic perspective. And that's really what we should be striving for. And I think that sounds like Haven is going to really help bring that to light. It's a human-centered approach, really. Get it away from the box, getting a look at the people. Everybody should just stop a second and think, why do we build buildings? We build them for people, to protect people, to take care of people. We don't build them so buildings run well and use little energy or a lot of energy. Forget about it. It's not about the building. It's about the people inside the building. Yeah. Sick building syndrome is hilarious. Yeah. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about people, I know this, Caleb knows this. You guys are awesome with support and reception of feedback. You got to compliment you. I think it's some of the best, most vibrant support that I've seen interaction. What do you guys do for support? What's the team at SOA do for support? Yeah, great question. My background, how I kind of went through college was I was a customer support technician. Like I've done a little bit of like on the telecom side, I've done sales, I've done installation, and I've done many years inside of a call center. And 
I've always been focused on trying to be as empathetic as possible with the people that are experiencing the product. And for us, we understand that we have a new paradigm that's a little bit complex, that's not really a normal off-the-shelf product. And so there's some handholding required. We have committed to doing a lot of that handholding and also have a really tight focus on kind of that feedback loop where when there's a problem in the field, if there's a problem with installation, if there's a problem with the app, we need to be integrating that feedback as fast as possible. So like our product team and our customer service team, both are located over on the West Coast here in Vancouver. We have prioritized the interactions with our technicians, especially in the field. We have a hotline for professionals that they can call us 1-800 number that if during installation they need assistance, we'll always have somebody on the phone to help them out during that install. But we also have support via email and we have a community forum that we're just starting up. And we want that to be a spot where professionals and homeowners can discuss together and also separately within their own sub forums on how to address air quality problems. So putting that all together, we're, we're adding that professional first customer service strategy is one of the things that we've focused on that not only increases satisfaction and the success of our installations, but it allows us to integrate feedback uh, for improvements really quickly. Like I think the faceplate, that metal faceplate was the outcome of a couple of devices that we sent over to Florida. And it was very apparent that we needed to have an extra, <laughs> some sort of solution to make our product compatible with Duckboard. So we, within about a month or two, we were able to go from a prototype to start filling our boxes uh, with that extra faceplate because of that customer feedback we got from the field. Very cool. I want to take a minute and mention one of the sponsors of the Building HVAC Science podcast, Detson Industries. Detson's a member of the Ulay Group. They provide sustainable solutions to the residential HVAC industry by offering systems designed to maximize comfort. So while seeking out the HVAC solution for my own high-performance home that's under construction, Detson products came very highly recommended by our builder. I was in communication with their engineering and marketing teams, and I became very impressed with their air source heat pump and smart duct systems. And plan to install these in my own high-performance home, which you can follow at sponehome.com, S-P-O-H-N-H-O-M-E.com. Now, this home is scheduled for occupancy in summer of 2020. So you should surf on over to Detson, www.detson.com, to learn more about their products, where they provide a wealth of detail. Especially interesting for me is the way their smart ducts are engineered to provide what I call subtle comfort. They work fantastically well, but you barely know they're there. If you get in touch, make sure to tell them the Building HVAC Science Podcast sent you. Thanks. You had mentioned in the kind of pre-conversation, you talked a little bit about simulations. Can you go into that a little bit deeper or is that a secret topic? Yeah. By simulations is relating to how a customer or, or professional will first experience our product. So being fairly new, yes, it is an air quality monitor, so that's not too different, but being able to take the product experience and to translate it into something that somebody can, I guess, feel or be immersed in without actually having it installed, like there's a big gap there for us that we're going to be solving with a new onboarding process that will allow a homeowner or anybody that's using the app, anybody can actually sign up for Haven IAQ. You just download the app from the Apple or Google Play Store. You can make an account and sign in. We'll soon be adding kind of a little bit of a simulated journey where people can onboard themselves into a virtual Haven experience to see what the product is like. And then if they so choose, they can either contact one of us for kind of a more complete sales demo or they can find a technician or dealer within their area that is selling the device. And we're going to have a list. We're actually going to come up with a map of all the Haven certified professionals across North America so that a customer inside of the app would be able to source a reputable pro that has taken the training to install and maintain their Haven fleet. Speaking of the training, I know you've got a lot of videos that you've worked on. Can you Tell us about that, like where they reside and what the average length and the kind of the stream of thinking is for those. Yeah. So we're still getting our legs underneath us to getting a theme for all of our training and content, but we've taken a couple of approaches where we have our Haven Pro certification program 
that when a professional logs into that pro portal online, they can access the Haven pro training tab at the top. And it's actually, I think it's about nine or 10 different modules right now, where each module is between 10 and 20 minutes to complete. And we cover all the topics from IAQ to device installation to data interpretation and some troubleshooting stuff as well to try to make sure that the technician is as prepared as possible to support the product. So in that series, we have a couple of videos to do with troubleshooting or like what the LED colors mean or how to get the device reset. And those types of informational videos span anywhere from like one minute to five or six minutes for some of our other topics, such as how to make a DIY box purifier, or we do have an in-depth interview with our CTO and our aerosol scientist, where we talk about some of the technical proficiencies of the central air monitor. So you can find all of those on our YouTube channel, but we are continuously updating our training materials. I think we're next, at the end of this week, we're going to be shipping a quick start guide that it'll be available in the pro portal for that type of busy technician that maybe doesn't have the one or two hours to go through all of the training materials. But in the future, we hope to have our training materials available through the app and also available in an audio version so that as techs are going from site to site from between jobs, they'll be able to put it on in the vehicle. Do you guys have or are you thinking for in the future to have a consultant for solutions? If going into the solutions approach, will there be someone that will be able to help a technician who may be using this data, but not quite sure what to do with it as far as a solution for the customer? Is that something you guys would entertain? Absolutely. There's a couple of routes that we could take on that journey. We see there being a need and we might fill that through adding some customer service expertise like to our ranks when you call in that you can have access to or possibly having a separate service for consultants that can work with the technicians. So we haven't actually figured out what we're going to be doing there in particular. But long term, we want to make a lot of that as scalable as possible. So anything that we're learning over the course of the next year or two, we're going to try to build up that system that not only is able to help interpret some of the data, but also get to the point of recommending solutions for the contractor and for that homeowner as well. So we haven't quite figured it out yet, but we definitely had a lot of product discussions internally on how to solve that because that's a big hole in the market right now. So in addition to Caleb and myself, who've been beta testers, if you will, do you want to give shout outs to some of the other beta testers that at least get like four people listening to this podcast if I tell them their name's going to be on here? Yeah. Uh, shout out to some of our uh, great beta testers like Regan Murphy, Eric Preston, who you know, I think you work with him or something. Yeah, I think I do too. <laughs> Eric Kaiser, Dustin Cole, Jinri Garcia, Guy Philemon, Gary Frank. Definitely Nate Adams. Let's see, Rob Minnick uh, from uh, Minix has uh, also been uh, giving us a lot of good feedback. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Treondras? I think that's close, yeah. Yeah. So Trey Manning is another one that he's a fantastic beta tester that gives us a lot of good feedback as well. So people are listening to this, contractors are listening to this. It's been through the mill. <laughs> it's been through a lot of hands. A lot of brains, a lot of installations, a lot of feedback. I was involved in the early days in April when we installed ours, and you were actually using sort of like a third-party web app to collect the data until you had your portal ready. So you've always been working in this kind of incremental fashion, growing, 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 feeding back. I know you've made changes on the portal based upon requests from contractors who are users. So you could see it a different way. They can see it in a more meaningful way for them. So you rival the best out there in terms of soliciting and listening sincerely and reacting to feedback. So kudos to you and your team. Thanks very much. And we really rely on that feedback to make the product what it is. We've got some amazing engineers and technologists in-house, but the HVAC expertise comes from our users. And we try to build that these tools for the pros so that they can be more effective and bring more value to their customers. So if anybody is interested, we do have kind of openings in our beta program from time to time. But from all of our customers, we're always listening and adding things to make it more valuable and useful and hopefully solve 
air quality problems for everybody that uses the Haven IAQ product line. So I got a couple of questions for you personally. What's your biggest surprise about this from day one to today? You said you've been there about two days, or excuse me, two years. <laughs> yeah. More than two days, right? Yeah. And being at a startup, two years feels like an eternity. One of the big surprises was all the differences between, I guess, the HVAC systems and solutions across North America. So the differences in the climate zones and then in the building codes has really kind of taken what I had first had expected. I'd been exposed to HVAC systems here in Western Canada. They're pretty similar. Some rigid metal ductwork and the air handler in the basement for the most part. That's not how the rest of the continent works. So being in the marine climate zone, I have been to Florida many times, but I uh, have never worked on a, an HVAC system there, especially not in an attic where it gets a little warm. What really surprised me was just the how complex solving indoor air quality problems were across the board. And there is no one size fits all because of how diverse the building stock is, because of how different those climate zones are. And then now to make it even more complex is because of all of those different building codes based on the state or the province that has over time dictated different practices. So that solution A for Vancouver has very little relevance for a similar problem in Florida. So that wraps it back around to the point of professionals got to be involved with this and the installation because they know the nuances of the systems, the climate zones, the codes, all those things that it has to include the professional in this. So I think you got another attribute for that. Another question for you, since you do customer support, I know you do because you answered my text on a Saturday afternoon. When I was installing mine, you personally did. I'm very thankful you did that. What's the most common question you get or type of question? So right now, we're going through some changes in our software that affects the permissions and roles and kind of the user management side of things. So that when you log into the app, there wasn't very much direction as to what you do after you get logged in or if you're a technician, when you sign up for an account, what happens next? So our product is through the same interface, like you can download the Haven IAQ app. And then on our side, once you're actually verified as a professional, it unlocks new software features inside of the app. So oftentimes we have a technician calling in where they're not able to complete an install. And we just have to be able to update their accounts so that they are verified as a professional organization because we only do want uh, verified professionals installing the product. That's something that often comes out as a question, and we're addressing it with some new software features in the new year. How about yourself personally? I'm getting the impression I can see the video view of your office, your desk, and it looks like there's tools and other kinds of things going on there and probably breadboards that I can't see of products and sensors somewhere within arm's reach of you. What are your hobbies? What do you enjoy doing? What's the Ben Reed do outside of so on? My hobbies right now and for the last couple of years has actually been home automation. There's a lot of platforms out there, but I've kind of stuck with one called Home Assistant, which is an open source platform that I recommend to anybody I, I run into where you can run it on a Raspberry Pi and it connects to literally everything and gives you like God powers over your home. That's how like I've got a combination of like Zigbee sensors, Bluetooth sensors, Wi-Fi switches other air quality monitors that I can aggregate it all into one interface and also make custom sensors based on those breadboarded prototypes to play around and tinker. I'm very much of a tinkerer in my spare time. So yeah, that's playing around with the home automation sensors and tweaking my automations on a regular basis. My goal is to have my own home respond to me in however, I want my own home to be able to intuitively understand what I want before I ask for it. Like, I don't want to walk up to a wall and hit a switch. Anytime I go into a hotel now, I actually get both confused and then annoyed that I have to go over to the wall and start clicking switches instead of letting the motion sensors and other things throughout the home do that for me. And I understand the other question, which is kind of related, you were asking about if there's any other devices of the same class or similar class to this. 
That's a great question because as far as other devices within our product class, there's nothing that can do what our product does. And the closest is your BMS sensors that you'd find inside of a commercial building. Except a lot of those BMS sensors, they're individual sensing elements. And so you can get like a probe for CO2, a probe for VOCs, and oftentimes the PM particulates, the PM 2.5 or PM 10 measuring apparatus that you'd get for a commercial building that goes inside of the ductwork is this massive box that you have to bolt to the side of the ductwork and then have some tubes going into the ducts. So there is no all-in-one product like ours that exists either in the commercial space or in the residential space. But yeah, we're making the poor man's BMS for homes. And it's a very elegant execution, the design and everything. Just, I'd say it's very rugged, substantial. It's going to be a long-lasting product that comes in a nice package. I mean, you feel like you're getting a gift when you open this package up. So kudos on that aspect. Yeah, thanks. We've actually delayed our central air controller in development because we've been putting it through some really intense testing before we move on to manufacturing. So we just spent like the last six months making sure that the components can survive the really high temperatures that you find inside of an attic, and also to really enhance the Wi-Fi connectivity, because we're getting into controls now. And if your Wi-Fi ends up cutting out during a special cycle from a piece of equipment that's supposed to keep your home healthy, we need to have fallbacks. We need to make sure that regardless of where it's located in the house, it can still get that signal from the Wi-Fi router. It's fairly intensive, and that's even going to be the first quarter here is when we're rolling out the central air controller to beta testers. It's going to be a lot of field time of making sure that it works as designed in a similar fashion to how we tested our central air monitor, where it was about two years of field testing before we released it to make sure that it was rock solid. Yeah. Will you be including data from the central air controller in the dashboard or the portal? Yeah, we will be. We're still working out the details of how all of the visualization will work, but the schedule and also the log of the events that the central air controller is responding to, we're going to make that all available inside of the dashboard. Yeah. Wow. So just the general scheme here is the Haven device sits in the return of a central air handler for a residence. It communicates with Wi-Fi to the cloud. Yep. And then you use an app or a portal app for contractors or homeowners? Yeah. The app is for the technician. The Haven IQ app is their companion during installations. And the Haven Pro Portal is the service manager's companion for being able to review and to analyze the data. A lot of companies, if you're specializing in IQ, you're probably doing both. You're analyzing the data and you're installing them. But to be able to view the data inside of the app, that's specifically meant for the homeowner so that when the homeowner gets that device transferred to their purview where they get to see that data, the contractor isn't viewing the homeowner's personal data inside of the app. It's only done via the Pro Portal. Can you also see the Pro Portal on mobile? You can. I think we've mostly optimized it for desktop, but it works uh, well on tablets It's not meant for kind of a phone, although you can use it that way. We've kind of seen that a lot of the analysis that's needed of the data is much better to be done from a larger screen with more real estate. We haven't prioritized putting the professional IAQ data inside of an app. Yeah. So I have a couple of technical questions for technicians and stuff like that. When you're installing the central air controller. Have you guys tested any applications where you've had to install an independent transformer because there are some circuits on equipment where you can overload the circuit and blow the fuse? Um, You don't want to oversize the fuse because it's there to protect the rest of the circuit that the manufacturer specified. So has that happened in any of your testing? I guess in field testing for the central air controller, We've had very limited tests so far, so we haven't seen that scenario where the contractors had to break out power. But both the controller, or rather the central air monitor, only takes about two to three watts in operation. So we've seen that most built-in transformers are able to handle like that extra couple of watts load. And with the controller, that's going to be a part of our kind of field testing coming up 
that even though we have a wide kind of range of power inputs that it can accept, there will be scenarios where if the equipment doesn't allow for an extra device to be powered from it, then you can definitely use a separate power source, whether it's from the wall, like a wall plug transformer or another inline transformer. But the circuit on the central air controller, they're both kind of uh, dry contact so that you aren't actually completing the circuit from the power input to those outputs. Instead, they're completely separate. So you could actually have the central air controller powered from, let's say, a wall transformer. And then you could also connect the central air controller to both a dehumidifier and the G wire on a furnace, and it'll work just fine because uh, you'll be completing whatever the circuit is on those separate pieces of equipment through those two dry contact circuits separately. Gotcha. Yeah. My next question then would be, you guys are using, I've set up several of these devices so far, and you guys are asking for cross-sectional area of the ductwork. Is there a future where you will be able to measure airflow and aggregate that data into a translation of airflow cubic feet per minute? That's it. Because that would be super awesome. That's a great question. That was another one of the tests that we did at that third-party lab where we verified that as long as you install it properly, the airflow sensor that we have in the device, it's kind of like a hot wire anemometer, but it's a little bit more extra stuff going on in it. But it's a bi-directional airflow sensor. And we are hoping to create some derived values out of it, like face velocity, CFM, ACH, and filter lifetime is one of those other values that we're deriving based on the combination of the PM counts and also the dimensions of the filter and the airflow. So during installation, when we ask a tech a couple of things like that cross-section of the ducts, it's because our airflow sensor is installed at a fixed location inside of the duct. So if we can get that extra bit of metadata from the technician during install of either like a calculated CFM or like velocity reading through a hot wire anemometer or some other method of collecting the airflow data, then we can use that to tune the reading that's coming off of the central air monitor. So we're not exposing that airflow reading yet because a lot of inexperienced techs might just say that, oh, look, it's this many feet per minute coming off of the central air controller. So I'll just, that's the absolute value. And unless you actually use a modifier of the deck dimensions and also that reference measurement, then uh, it won't give you the actual value. But yeah, that's a reading we're hoping to do some research on and some beta testing and ship it uh, later this year. Very cool. Yeah, that'd be good. Especially as you mentioned, filter lifetime, you could determine you know, how the airflow changes as the filter loads. That'd be interesting to measure as well. Yeah. I have one last question. Are you guys entertaining anything in the market of ductless? Do you have a monitor in mind for ductless equipment? We have been entertaining it <laughs> for a couple of years. The answer is possibly. And that's probably about as far as I can go there. Gotcha. Understood. He's got this Cheshire cat grin going on right here. People can't see, but I'll tell you it's there. So cool. We want to focus on what we're really good at. And so solid state induct particle sensing with all those additional readings, like that's what we do really well. We actually have the patents around it too. It's been a long, hard road to get the device to where it is. We want to get it in as many central air systems as possible. But as we grow our user base, as we see that type of success, we definitely have a couple of other ideas on the roadmap for new hardware that hopefully we can get to in the future. Very good. It's going to be hard to stop you, I feel. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. We're really hungry to try to make as big of an impact as we can. So really, I'm so appreciative of this opportunity to talk to you guys and your audience about our product. Spread the word. Best way you'd mentioned the Sometimes there's beta slots open. Best way to subscribe to that or be informed of that? Yeah. So for our betas, we are currently focused on professionals, not the homeowner. And as a professional, when you're signing up for a Haven IQ account, I believe that we do have a checkmark box in the form. 
letting people know that they can apply to become a beta, or they can just add in the comments if that's something that they're really interested in participating in, and we'll follow up with them. Any further thoughts you want to share with the listeners while we got their ears? I don't know. I'll ask Caleb a question. How do you see that something like this would fit into your work at Kalos? Is it something that would actually help you as a technician to be able to solve? Where do you see Haven fitting into your uh, ecosystem at Kalos? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When dealing with a customer who was really trying to look at their indoor air quality, maybe they've got an ERV, an air purifier, something around the lines of a high-performance home, say, for example. And they really want to monitor these things. They have all of these devices that are supposed to help with the air, but have no way to prove it. The Haven would allow 24-7, 365 access to a glimpse of what the air quality is like. And it's a holistic approach, too. I advocate for a combination of this. We've never had a holistic approach before. This is new to our market. Having representative measurement for the entire home coupled with localized measurements is extremely valuable. And I've seen a lot of interest from our customer base, specifically in my market here in South Carolina. I think that moving forward, it's going to encourage a lot of technicians to really pay more attention to indoor air quality as a marketable and profitable aspect of the trade. And I think that specifically for Kalos, I think it's going to really solidify us as a leader in that. So hopefully. Cool. Good to hear. Yeah, very nice. Wow. Best way to end it, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I want to thank you, Caleb, for co-hosting with me and Ben, certainly, for being here as our guest on the Building HVAC Science Podcast. And I want to give the listeners back their ears again. But I'm sure you found something to ponder about. There's a lot of interesting things, exciting things going on. And I can't speak more highly of the development team, Ben personally, and everyone else, Kevin and Kyle and everyone else we work with and how great they are too as uh, real leaders in the industry in this topic area. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Caleb. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Building HVAC Science Podcast. Some of the topics we discuss require technical training for proper interpretation or safe execution. So if you're trained pro, then you can go ahead, right ahead. And if you're not, please consult with and hire a professional. The Building HVAC Science Podcast is a production of True Tech Tools, and in full disclosure, I'm a co-owner of True Tech. And the opinions voiced here are those of my guests or myself, and depending on who is speaking, of course. If you're in the market for some of the tools or test instruments we talked about today or at other times or just in general, take a look at truetechtools, T-R-U-T-E-C-H, tools.com to see what we carry. We also have an offer code for listeners of the podcast, and that's H-V-A-C-B-S. If you like what you heard today and you want to follow us on Building HVAC Science, please subscribe to do so. I'd like to share with you a quick quote related to today's topic. This is by Bill Gates. I've been struck again and again by how important measurement is to improving the human condition. I want to let that quote resonate with you, and we hope you have a great day and you come back again to listen to more on the Building HVAC Science Podcast. Take care. <laughs>